Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you and yours. I guess my, my volume was down just a little bit. Appreciate uh, all the help that we can always get uh, right here in Nikiva. Been recording all that afternoon. We do all of our Saturday shows. Trying to get all that stuff lined up for everybody. As well as uh, we finally got uh, the first pieces of our Salon Saturday set up. Boy, he's like, yeah, Jim's like, when are we going to do this? When? I'm like, when I get to it. I, <laughs> I'm trying... You know, there's only so much I can do, so many things I can uh, try to get done. I've got a lot on my plate. Believe it or not, I have a like a tiny little list where I have every single thing written out of the things that I'm supposed to do, and it is, I'm I'm finally getting around to it, and uh, it's it's good. So we we have the first of the three hours. You'll hear it in its entirety. Uh, that is going to be hitting uh, there on uh, Memorial Day weekend. So that's good, and uh, just catching up uh, right there. We no longer have a mortgage show. I have uh, rid myself of, of the mortgage show. Uh, so I would appreciate uh, that uh, if each of you would uh, go to either uh, Ben at Indigo Mortgage. We also have uh, Clint uh, and his uh, good operation. You hear the commercials uh, all the time. I also look, like for you to pray for Mike Ramos one more time. Yeah, he had a, suffered a massive heart attack on Monday. And, um, you know, that's kind of where we are with with everything. So it's uh, been a tough week. Uh, it's been a tough week overall in northern New Mexico. I don't have the final numbers on the evacuees evacuations um that are uh, sort of coming in and out we've got uh, ddad muska with his new apparatus apparatus uh, uh i should say apparatus from the standpoint of well he's going to be a little bit frozen sort of here and there we'll see if he plays uh, catch up we'll see what kind of connection he has but um he's on to his ipad with the microphone and uh we're going to talk about gas prices here during this uh first segment and we're also going to get into breast milk yes uh, I, I wanted to spend like entire three hours talking about it because to me the whining and the moaning from everybody like you guys took the money you guys decided to vote for joe biden to come in like like every single one of these from the gas keystone xl is the same thing as the you know breast milk is the same thing as the vaccinations and there's not enough like they're they're artificially creating you know these bottlenecks to get you to change your behavior you will change your behavior for whatever bottleneck there happens to be out there they know that you're augmenting your lifestyles. You're trading away. It's uh, something called opportunity costs. What's the used to time that you used to trade for it. And now what is the new time that you're trading uh, for that? And you're, you're augmenting your behaviors. And that's what the liberals are ultimately doing. They don't care about it. They say, Hey, how you doing? Uh, it doesn't matter what you say. They don't really care. Um, they're like, Hey, how you doing? Because they're checking on you because they know that there's something else uh, that they have to do. Uh, I got to tell my guy, hey, hey, I'm on, I'm on air there. Uh, just let you know. So I'm literally taking a live call right on air as I'm here in the radio station. This is, uh, you, you know, you're trying to get some stuff done, and uh, there you go. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, uh, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and uh, apping at RocoTalk.tv and RocoTalk.com. And don't forget, uh, become a subscriber uh, for pennies a day at RocoTalk.chat. It is the D. Dowd Muska Enterprise 3000. It was good to see Dowd. My kids love Dowd. Uh, he's so funny uh, when he makes all his voices. And he did a 
He did a great butt head yesterday, so we we appreciated that. Uh, Dowd, uh, hour one, how are you, sir? Oh, let's see if we there we got him. There we go. Uh, I did I did butt head, but I also think they enjoyed my Frenchy, Mister Mister Aragon. They were laughing at my 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 French accent, talking about my language of love and all the women I love. They got a big kick out of that. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't take a, a woman you love to the uh, movies very long. Let's get into these uh, the high grass prices because it's pretty it's pretty upsetting. Okay, and uh, you just heard. Uh, I predicted this already. I already told you what was going to happen. They're going to wait until Memorial Day weekend. They're going to change your behaviors, and it's going to be high. I remember uh, 2008 when the Democrats came in to, to town, and when they came into town, boy, that microphone works very good. Isn't that a great, sweet Plantronics uh, uh, mic there, D Doubt? Uh, sweet, so, sweet indeed. It is. It really sounds good. Uh, it's good. Uh, as long as we get the uh, the right uh, connection, I think, to make sure that you're going. But it, it sounds good. Okay, so um, back in 2008, I remember driving to a wedding for my cousin, uh, who's now deceased, uh, uh, to lose her. She's a great gal. Her name was Nicole. And um, we lost her some years ago. Uh, yeah, folks. Oh, God, it pains me to say. Uh, she had a secret drinking problem. Uh, and... She uh, succumbed to cirrhosis of the liver, uh, and she medic self-medicated uh, with uh, basically like a bottle. A bot- you wouldn't even be able to tell, but a bottle of vodka a day is uh, what her intake was. She was brilliant. She was bright. She was perfect. She was gorgeous. She was a mother of two. She was a woman uh, who probably had so much pride. Uh, she was an all-state performer in the state of Nebraska. Uh, she, uh, in volleyball, she was, uh, I believe like first team all state, led her team to the state championship, uh, in, in Nebraska. I mean, she was an unbelievable supporter. I mean, I mean, uh, athlete and, you know, we of course were a, a big supporter of her and everybody was, it's just, it's hard to like think about her and all of that. And we're going to her wedding, uh, recently saw her kids, uh, for the first time in years. I think she has... A four and a six-year-old now. I don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to go down those roads. But we went. We were traveling. My dad and I and the whole family to go, and she had her wedding over at a place called the Inverness, I believe, in Colorado Springs. I think it was Denver, to be exact. And we were driving, and we listened to the radio as you do. Get on the radio, hear the top of the hour. You know, hear all uh, the great KO eight fifty AM in Denver. It's it's fun listening to other radio stations. I'm a I'm a radio nerd. I, I could tell you, you know the the call signs, who's on, who's off, what the networks. You know, I heart cumulus. You know, local guys that are there. And we're driving, and we're watching people put gas in the milk jugs. Yeah. We're watching people put gas into milk jugs. I'm like, what in the hell are we? What is this? This is 2009. Like, this is all sorts of stupid. And and the average price for a gallon of gas, like, shot up. And it was above $4. And it felt like, like Armageddon. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, mid-June. It, it just shot up in May. There it, is. there it is. I'm looking at the numbers right now. It went from 329 to 350 in April. Then it shot up to 381 
then to $4.10, then to $4.11, right there, flattened out and started coming down. It took a little while for it to finally get back to two twenty, and then uh, everybody was happy again for Christmas, where it went all the way down to buck seventy-four. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you the difference between then and now. Back then, if I remember the, uh, if you look at the history of the Prius, and I was talking about this uh, earlier to somebody, and I said, you know what? Prius was just trying to make a better car. One of the great things is it had a, a, a unbelievable following from Japanese people, right? I mean, my dad made his company on a Toyota SR5 truck. I think it ran like nearly 800,000 miles. And these, these people, they would like, you know, keep their vehicles for, there was even ads about it, like hundreds of thousands of miles. And they'd run these ads and like, look, look, how many, look how many miles I got out. Look how many miles I got out. Look how many miles. And I, as I told you yesterday, you can get like unbelievable amounts out of your Toyota Prius. That's not, that's not virtue signaling back in 2007, 2008. Because there was no ETA, there was no green energy, there was no shutdown of any pipelines. People are still trying to sort of, uh, you know, pump stuff out of the ground. Okay, And the Prius was coming in at that time. It was the only hybrid that was um, seemingly on the market uh, at that time, about 2008, I want to say. They were selling huge units in, in Japan, just trying to, like, beat each other in terms of what the gas mileage they can get. Not to save on gas, but to just sort of brag about, hey, here's what we can do. Here's how far we can go, and uh, look how much maybe farther we can travel. Then all of that changed, right, you know, to the last couple of years, to people bragging about it and how much they're bragging about how much they can uh, throw into a sunk cost of an electronic vehicle, which has become the Tesla, which, by the way, is all sorts of stupid. It's even more... More expensive to electrically charge a vehicle now based upon PM rates, and I've done the math uh, than it is for you to gas up the vehicle. But uh, that's for another time and another place. Let's, uh, let, let, we'll try to stay in your realities, uh, liberals. So, as I look at the history of gas, like, why am I doing this? Well, you just heard at the top of the hour just now, and this is the highest price that we've ever paid for gas. Here we are again. We're two weeks into Memorial Day down. Okay. So, we're going to work. The highest gas consumption time is when you want to get the kids the hell out of Dodge. And you want to stick them. Where do you want to stick them? In the car, throwing them in the backseat, watching movies, reading books, uh, playing games. And they're ready to go to Disneyland, Disney World, the Grand Canyon, the wilderness, some forest, or just camping. You just need to get them out. okay? Because it's been a long time since Christmas and now. And you had some weird spring break where... One of the parents had to work. So people generally drive the longest distance that they're going to drive during this time. And it, it makes me incredibly angry to hear. There's one word that sets me off now, and I know why it sets me off. And I, I don't even know if Dowd knows this. He probably does already. He's going to it's going to click in his head as soon as I say it. the moment I hear the word moonshot. <laughs> The moment I hear the word moonshot, I know you're a liberal. Let's not forget our idiot governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, ran on this whole moonshot for education. Did she not say that? I believe uh, yep. she never met with a secretary of education who died after getting run over by a vehicle walking her dog in Las Cruces after sitting there for eight months waiting for a meeting with Michelle Lujan Grisham that never came. And no innovations as far as education. You might remember that unbelievable commercial 
where the kid is chasing the bus. And it's like he's running for the bus. Like, okay, I guess she's going to change education according to this. And we're going to have a moonshot. We're going to have a moonshot, right? For education. We're going to make the great leap forward. Yeah, and all sorts of stupid. And so I hear the top of the hour news and says a moonshot, moonshot. Oh, we're going to do a moonshot because we want to go ahead and people need to shift now towards this is a great time. Don't miss this opportunity for a moonshot to make it to electronic vehicles. That's the agenda. That's what the liberals are after. They're trying to get you to change your behavior. That's all this is, is behavioral modification. Back in March of 2020, we were paying less than $2 a gallon for gas. In fact, to be precise, in May of 2020, or Mar- April of 2020, we were paying a buck 93. That is the very last time, folks, you guys have seen it less than two bucks. I believe I was drawing a Prius at, a Prius at that time. Not to save money because gas is a buck 93, but because I just wanted to do it. They're changing your behavior, and because you're not fighting back, you're allowing it to happen. They're beating you, while at the same time, you have this perception that they're losing. Joe Biden is totally vacant. He has no idea what the hell is happening to him. There's a couple of comedy writers behind him every single day, and they just make him say the most ridiculous things that you've ever heard coming out of the mouth of a president. And they're probably getting drunk every night and laughing about it. It's like, like, what else can we make? Hey, why don't we hire a black lesbian uh, who hates Donald Trump to go ahead and say all the ridiculous things that we're going to draw for him? Like all, and I've been part of presidential campaigns. You get up in the morning, you draft all this stuff, and we're going to go ahead and make all of these things, make our president, make our leader say all these things. And they're laughing about it. They get off on it. We're the ones that are really in control of what's happening in this country. We're dictating policy through speeches that we're making for Joe Biden. Let me tell you how that happens. They create this sort of cloud of various things that Biden is throwing out, and then they make these politicians chase after it. The politicians don't have any idea. There isn't sort of this grand scheme, okay? There isn't some sort of master plan. Rand Paul last night, I shared it. I'm going to get off Twitter, by the way. Twitter's over. I'll tell you why about that in the third. Uh, you need to just jump off Twitter. It's it, The whole thing, we're just getting taken for a ride. Just like I, I was, I was like, as I was denoting on Twitter and writing all my stuff, I said, why am I doing this? 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 Why do I need to get on this stupid Twitter? Why am I stopping my scooter in Washington, D.C. to document where I'm doing what I'm doing? And why do I want to give that power to some Saudi, some Israeli, and Elon Musk? I'm like, I'm going to stop. This is stupid. This is just plain stupid. I'm angry today, if you haven't noticed. I'm a little fatigued and tired because we're just going through this whole thing because we are now going to pay more for gas than we have ever paid. And you're going to be okay with it. Some, In some weird way, you're going to modify behavior and you're going to justify. You're not going to fight back. You're going to be okay with it. Somehow you're going to be okay with the fires in northern Mexico. Somehow you're going to be okay with the masking. Somehow you're going to be okay with the vaccine. Somehow you're going to be okay with all that. There's nobody fighting. Everyone's like probably adhered to that. Probably some of your, you know, people who are running for offices are like, oh, yeah, F Joe Biden. And they're like, well, them and their whole entire family is back. They're like, yeah, whatever, bro. Cool story, bro. So here we are, 
on the precipice of their first open summer in uh, three years, correct? Uh, this would be 2021-22. Uh, Last year, you couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. Disneyland and all the rest of your little haunts are shut down. Uh, it wasn't closed down for me. I did that. I, do, I, have, I, done, I have done everything I have wanted to do as much as I've wanted to do. It toured the state, toured, toured the United States, been around the world. I'm, I'm doing things. I don't care. What's really interesting to me is right now, you guys are going to choose to come to whatever they tell you to do. You're going to pay that at the pump. You're going to say, hey, everybody, it's $4.32 at the pump. Ah, I'm okay with that. Ah, it's going to cost me three times as much, and I'm going to have to sit here and eat Spam sandwiches. We're like, well, the market's already adjusted for that. You're eating Spam sandwiches. Uh, they got you to change your behavior, and you believe the uh, the, the line. Oh, and Joe, Joe Biden's a crook. And like, they don't care if that you say Joe Biden's a crook. Joe Biden doesn't care if you say Joe Biden's a crook. They really don't. Right now here in the month of May, we are looking at an average price of $4.43. That's the average price for gas across the country. And they're trying to get you to go Green New Deal, Green New Energy as we go into the 2022 and article after article. If you were to Google problems with high gas prices, they've already beat you there. Hey, the good answer to high gas prices, the future of American energy, the future of our children's safety depends on our generation eliminating toxic emissions, increased gas prices, having families worried, and clean energy is the answer to the problem. I've got my kids now telling me how they need to save energy, how I need to turn off the lights. Uh, Hey, do we really need to take that trip? Can I just do everything uh, via the tablet, via the, the phone? We don't need to travel anywhere or go anything. I travel. I go. I move. I can't stop moving. Here we go. Myths and facts. NRDC.org. Nonprofit. Here's what you need to know. The real reasons for high oil and gas prices. Dispelling myths is step one. Step two is understanding why clean energy is the only long-term solution to rising gasoline prices. Does anybody know the answer to this question better than New Mexico? There's three reasons why we know the answer. First is, I think we drive the forced amount, uh, forced, fourth greatest number of miles per driver in the entire country. We're in the fourth largest state. There's no symmetry to the fours, by the way. It just happens to be such a case. I think when you look at drivers, uh, a, a mileage by state per person, and check this if I'm wrong, Dowd. I think uh, New Mexico's third, fourth, or fifth, or right there. We drive a long way out of the way. Kind of incredible what we'll do. Okay. The second reason that we know so much about this problem is because we had the number one and the number five fastest, or I should say, oil-producing counties in the entire country prior to the dictatorship of Joe Biden. Eddie at five, Lee at one. And third, the Department of Interior Secretary comes from the state of New Mexico. They, they covered a radii around Chaco Canyon of 10 miles. She's now focused on the problems that happened on the Native American Reservation at the time of the greatest fire in the history of the state of New Mexico. 
and you have a governor who's implemented, dare I say, dictated the Energy Transition Act in the state of New Mexico, which is Ocasio uh, or Cortez's Green New Deal. You have adopted it. I am the canary in the coal mine, and I'm telling you what's happening. And this will happen throughout the rest of the country. I'm so glad this hour of mine is going to be going national so we can start talking about this because we are just this experimental test tube of a state, this afterbirth of a state that they have decided to go ahead and experiment on. Why we have what we have. Will we solve the problem? No way. Okay. Do we want to be right? Do we want to win? I want to win. However, D. Dowd, Muska, and I have a dedication every single time here in the Kiva to wanting to be right, to get it right, to have the right information, to provide you with the, you know, the vision of what things are going to become. Like, this is, this is something. Like, when I die and you're dead and we're all dead, you're going to leave behind the very worst state in this country because of the policies that they have decided to superimpose on this state and you haven't fought back. We're the bleeders, not the leaders. Bleeding edge. Hey, you know what? Uh, give New Mexico money, try out the policy, see if it works. If it works, we'll figure out a way because those people are all sorts of stupid. We'll try it everywhere else afterwards. It's literally like that. That's about the conversation that happens in the Democrat Party. You can't fact check that. I just know it happens to be the case. I, I cannot believe, I simply cannot believe that we're going to go into this Memorial Day with the highest gas prices and it couldn't have been prevented. But instead, you had the dumbass Democrats vote for Joe Biden, who literally on day one made 71 executive orders and decided at the ready to cut Keystone and XL pipeline. And they have the gall, the audacity to tell us, hey, you need to go ahead and get a Prius or a Tesla. I don't, I hate Elon Musk. I don't want to see a Tesla. I will cut you off. You obviously have probably every uh, opportunity to go ahead and make sure I'm getting the right gas mileage, keeping the right voltage. I know the guy in the Tesla isn't going to do anything aggressive in the rate on, on the road. I know that for a fact. Because he spent too much damn money on that stupid car. He's going to break, or the car's going to break by itself, or someone's going to tell him that there's a car that's speeding past him, so I'm going to go ahead and just cut right in front of him. That's the war that you see out on the street every single day. It is a cultural war based upon who you voted for and why, and the misinformation, the propaganda that's hitting the Democrats versus the Republicans. And I know who you, I know this. I see it every day. I live it. I'm in the trenches. I live in a crappy neighborhood that I grew up in, and I love it. There's no other place that I'd rather be. I roll around on a scooter. I examine neighborhoods. I look at people's behavior. I watch. I look every single day. And I watch this crap. And I see how incredibly stupid you are. And I watch, and I watch, and I watch, and I'm like, ugh. Wow, look at this. This is another person who doesn't understand the world around him. Doesn't understand the information coming into him. Doesn't understand the, the impulses that he's feeling. I'm like, I'm okay with that. Let me help them. 
no, I'm done. I don't need to help. Republicans, Democrats, you're all stupid. You're making bad decisions. Oh, we're okay. I'm going to modify my behavior. I'm a Republican for all my entire life, but I'm going to get a green new energy car. Well, that's okay. I want to get a Tesla. Hey, Elon Musk champions free speech. Didn't you know? He's the, he, he's, he's our biggest conservative figure. Meanwhile, Elon Musk like, whoa, what's up, bro? I love Joe Rogan. Buy my $120,000 car. <laughs> the absurdity at every turn is unreal. At every single turn. Dowd, verify the information on the uh, miles-driven uh, <laughs> passenger, and uh, let's talk about the uh, New Mexicans fighting back. Do we not drive a lot here in this state? Uh, we are number three in the country. Uh, we drive, I believe, as of the latest data, an average of 19,157 miles. And uh, the entirety of our politi political leadership wants to destroy the oil and gas industry and make that price at the pump even worse. This is the unreality we are in, and I, I couldn't uh, agree with Eddie more. And uh, he's making me mad. Just he's coming through the wires and making me mad, ladies and gentlemen. It's an absurd right. time to live in. Are, are people augmenting their behaviors and not fighting back because they don't want to put up a fight? I mean, they're, they're, they're just done, right? It, it, and the next thing is milk, or the next thing is the vax, or the next thing is this. Or I wonder what the next things are. Like, the Democrats are like, hey, let's toss this out. Let's see what else they're dependent upon. When we return, I don't even know how many. Have you been following this breast? I didn't even get your uh, input yesterday. I talked so much about myself, uh, unfortunately. Um, actually, uh, I haven't even had a chance to, to listen, obviously. I've been so busy. Um, but I gave you a good history of my background and where I come from. What I mean. I've lived a lot of life in my 47 years. I, I, it's never until, you know, Dow's having problems with technology and I start to, you know, think about like, oh, What's involved in that problem with technology? We need to solve that. We need to get rid of like all of the pieces that would prevent uh, uh, Dowd from doing his job. So we obviously get into an hour and a half conversation about, you know, how we need to go and find a simpler solution for every single person out there. The background of networking, how, much, uh, how, how difficult and how much things have changed, how we're no longer, um, you know, taking it from techies. And if you call someone who's a, into Apple products a techie, you don't know what you're, the hell you're talking about. I mean, we got into the weeds on a company called BGK, who's really pulling the strings of power here in the state of New Mexico. I mean, we got into all of that. That's what this show does day after day. I mean, you will find nothing like this. And it's not like I'm all prepped. Hey, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I'm literally just channeling through this stuff. It's just, it just coming through me. Like, here's life. Here it is. I pay attention. I'm very detail-oriented. I remember everything. Sometimes people will ask me questions like, do you see that? I'm like, no, I can't see that far. People will like, hey, do you hear that? I'm like, no, no, I can't hear that. Why don't you tell me? Like, I heard it. I see it. Have you ever read that book? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Why don't you tell me? I'm more interested to hear from people and tell me how much they're willing to tell me about what they know. Because generally speaking, my brain is just like a sponge. I just absorb stuff. I just know things. And that's not me bragging. It's just, I, I, it's, a, it's a curse. It sucks. You know? And most of the time, people will play as if they know something about what's coming, and they don't. They just don't. How else do you explain the fact that many of these people will go ahead and succumb to whatever the uh, 
great big wave is going to tell them or that great reset is telling them or whatever the powers that be are telling them. They'll just go along to get along. Uh, fortunately, that is the way that people should be. They shouldn't have to think about the nefarious plot to, for people to take over your bank accounts, your house, your life, your choices, your world. But we don't have good leaders. We make such a big deal about the fact that Yvette Harrell happened to, to, to vote against the, the war because it's like the one thing that is of any good. Yeah. It's so incredibly absurd. I was happy to hear the best news I heard all morning. Dow, there's no way you could guess what the best news is I heard all morning. Hmm. And it, it, it was it was so incredibly good. That I was I, I, I went and looked at myself. I, I took a deep breath and I said, there's God. There he is. And the God is everywhere. What do you think that was? Hmm. Um... Virgin Galactic shares are back over six dollars and fifty cents. Oh yeah, it Pro does probably, not. probably not. It does have to do. It does have to do with. Those. You know it, me. I got to go with the comedy. Yeah, no, the, the comedy is good. Um, folks, uh, you don't exist. That's right. You're nothing. You're nobody. You're worms in the stomach. Uh, what, what, what's that famous phrase that uh, Shakespeare? We're all, we're all, we're all digested by worms, right? Well, ultimately, I forget what it is. Oh, the, the greatest news I heard was something called Sagittarius A. <laughs> this is so outside of anything you would ever think about. Like, you would never think about that. But it took the entire world to make the determination that you are insignificant, you're inconsequential, you don't matter, you better live your life. And by the way, if you're evil, we end up in the same place as if you're good. On May 12th, 2022... Astronomers on the Event Horizon Telescope team released an image of a black hole called Sagittarius A that lies at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> You're dead! You are dead! You are so dead! All your belief in religion and politicians and everything, you're dead! You are so dead! You want to know what's more powerful than anything in this world? It's this little thing. And it's called a black hole. And that's where you were going to end up. That's that your eventuality has already been determined by something so incredible that your life today and, and the timing of this whole thing, as it comes out, I'm like, yeah, you better love your life. You better live. It only matters to you. Whatever you choose to do, it's only going to matter to you. Don't get caught up in this sort of, Oh, I don't know what I believe anymore. I don't know how it is. I don't know what it is. Chris Impey, an astronomer. I wish I was this guy. This is the guy I want to be, Chris Impey. An astronomer at the University of Arizona explains, I'm going to go and visit Chris. Hey, what's up, Chris? Let's go grab a beer, bro. I want to talk about what your view of life is. Because this guy literally made a determination that you do not exist. Yeah. This is just a point in time, and you can talk about how meaningful things are to you. But honestly, you're just going to end in the belly of this. Sagittarius Day sits at the center of our Milky Way in the direction of the Sagittarius constellation. For decades, astronomers have been measuring blasts of two radio waves. Radio, by the way. The world is radio. I have this sound is an eternity. My frequency that somebody will pick up. 10 million light years from now. Yes. 
what Dowd and I are talking about, well, well, somebody will pick up on it. We're like, oh, those guys knew they were dead back then. We should have told them. <laughs> In 1980s, two teams of astronomers started tracking. They have to go back 45 years for this. Two motions of stars near this mysterious source of radio waves, right? You know, contact, right? Oh, waves. They saw stars whirling around the dark object at speeds of up to a third of the speed of light. Like, what the hell is going on? That's fast. Yeah. The motion suggested that at the center of the Milky Way was a black hole. <clears throat> what keeps you alive, folks? Uh, before you before you tell me God, okay? Yeah, I believe in God, okay? But before you tell me God, there's actually significantly one thing that keeps you alive. The sun. It keeps everything alive. Well... Believe it or not, there's something that exists inside the Milky Way that is 4 million times the mass of the sun and is going to eat the sun along with you. <laughs> the absurdity of gas prices doesn't bother me when I think of the absurdity of everyone's life when you read this kind of crap. Reinhard Genzel and Andrea Gez later, I want to go, I'm going to take this man a bottle of wine. The size of the black hole is defined by the event horizon. There's a picture of it. And it took six satellites to put it together across many countries that aren't warring with each other. Yeah. Vladimir Putin, he's going to be in the same place as you are. No, it, all the colors don't bleed into one. All the colors are black. The size of the black hole is defined by this event horizon, a distance from the center of the black hole within which nothing can escape. Scientists had previously been able to calculate that Sagittarius A is 16 million miles in diameter. 16 million miles. It's a black hole. 16 million miles, 4 million times the size of the sun. The black hole is huge compared to black holes that left behind when the massive stars died. It's not an ordinary black hole. It is the black hole of black holes, and it's going to eat you. You are dead. But astronomers think there are super... I, I did tell you, I did start out this story talking to about this is the best news, how... Despite everything going to crap, I'm okay because I know I'm going to end up in the belly of a black hole. And I'm going to probably see all of you in that place. But astronomers think there are supermassive black holes at the center of nearly all galaxies. Okay, that's great. Sagittarius A might be meager and unremarkable. I like that. They're always putting things in perspective. Black holes are completely dark. Nothing. Not even light can escape it. <laughs> Not even light. The bright spots in the ring show the areas of the hotter gas. You can see a picture of it online some of the gas visible in the image is actually behind the uh, hole itself and what went into producing this particular image was the entire earth to make the determination no i know next week we have the discovery and the discussion about ufos but it's not going to matter because even the ufos themselves will end up in this black hole Breathe in, breathe out. This is awesome. This is so cool. And when my voice is heard 10 million years from now in a radio wave that keeps going through the universe that is now shrinking, they're going to say those guys knew that they were dead. It was just a matter of time. So, there's some absurdity going on in the political world, and we work hard and stress ourselves out and, you know, have all sorts of problems and various other things. But you might as well, the uh, moral of this story is live your life. 
Prices uh, are going to go up. Life is going to suck. There's probably going to be dictators and despots that you're going to worship. And you're all going to think that you have some sort of control of the truth. But the fact of the matter is you simply don't. And it doesn't matter because ultimately you're going to end up in the belly of a black hole. 550-50-500. That's 550-50-500. You know what I think we should follow this up with? A discussion on breast milk. It's natural. Yeah. That's the natural uh, next, the next segment. From astronomy to biology. Now, uh, I'll let you, uh, you can come over the top of that with anything you like. It's up to you. You don't go on after animals and children, right? I mean, how am I going to top that, at, Mr. Aragon? Oh, <laughs> Sag- Sagittarius A. <laughs> Sagittarius A. You know what? That, that's that's, I'm just going to get that tattooed on my arm. I think I'm going to do that this weekend. Uh, maybe that's well, it's funny because no, no. For tuning in. Sorry for the long 40-minute uh, uh, opening segment uh, right here in the Kiva. Thanks for listening on AM 1600 KIVA ABQ. FM, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. I'll see you in five. Thanks, everybody, for listening. She's standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. 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 Whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. And when the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. But though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an answer, let it be. Let it be. Yeah, there will be an answer. Let it be. 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 Whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. They're the greatest, 451 here in the Kiva, the Beatles, not the Beatles, uh, let it be. And uh, uh, coming over the top of that, uh, maybe it could only have been uh, a song just like that. When there's nothing else, there's just hope. And I think a lot of people sort of, you know, feel that way to one degree or another. Back in 60 or 1970, the world premiere of the Beatles film, Let It Be, took place in New York, Nova York. Film, which was originally planned as a television documentary, features an unannounced rooftop concert by the group. Their last performance in public, and uh, there you go. U2's Bono uh, followed that up with uh, there were the streets have no name in their rooftop performance. Uh, some uh, God, 18 years later, uh, in downtown, in front of uh, a very infamous hotel, uh, the Million Dollar Hotel, which uh, great movie, another uh, one of those movies that you have to go ahead and uh, check out. Let me read uh, all of your texts uh, coming in. Uh, to that, I just saw, sent Dow the uh, link for him to uh, relink into the Kiva. Um, it's a great day. Beautiful day. Happy to be alive. I know you're happy to be alive. We're happy to be alive. And, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with the people up in northern New Mexico. So we certainly want to. Uh, I just got a message from uh, Anglofire, uh, Anglofire, New Mexico. They say, uh, due to resort operations, we're delaying the operating of our summoner activities for one week until May 27th. So, 
there it is. The um, no reason for me to go to opening weekend like I was planning in the rented RV that I was taking place to go up to Angel Fire. I'm like, you're not disappointing me. You're disappointing the kids. And remember, your your burn that you have up there was done by the government, subsidized by Michelle Lujan Grisham and the federal government. Like this is all on purpose. So we get more information about the current fire situation in our area. Angel Fire Resort fully supports the efforts of the fire. Oh, as opposed to not uh, fully supporting the efforts of the fire crews. You know what? Uh, we're debating upon whether or not we're going to support the efforts of the fire crews. Just idiotic, just garbage, just crap that's just being peddled out there. First responders and law enforcement that are protecting our community. What? What? No, there's no community up there. If the people from Oklahoma and Texas aren't there, along with a few uh, a little bits of us from uh, Albuquerque and other parts, nobody's up there. No one's. Hey, I'm. It's a great. It's a great weekend, Chet, to head up to Angel Fire to go hit the golf balls. Gonna go fish Marna Verde. Yeah, me and the wife are gonna head over from Amarillo about uh, I don't know, about six o'clock on uh, Thursday. We're gonna head out. Uh, Bright and early, I don't know, 4 a.m. Monday. Yeah, none, none of that's happening. They're all gone. Those guys, 90% of the houses are just vacant. There's like a thousand people who live up in Angel Fire. That's it. I think uh, the graduating class like had six people. It's not like a community and all these people are up there with people kind of coming in and out. Our goal at this point is to assist with the effort and to keep members and guests out of harm's way. Well, there's no guests. There are hardly any members. And uh, the people that are there, they're probably on the front lines listening to probably this radio station. Yeah, we're uh, pretty popular up there. I know a lot of people up in uh, Anglo Fire. We'll be uh, communicating any and all operational re, uh, news, including updates to the resort opening as soon as we have further information. So that's it. There it goes, Michelle Lujan Grisham. We suck again. We're so thankful for the incredible response of the firefighting teams who have bought manpower resources to the aid of the defense of our mountain home there it is that's, that's what you get so oh there's doubt he is uh he's he's here there's uh our beloved uh <laughs> working the problem uh, working the problem <laughs> there's people who are fighting fires and uh, doubt is uh fighting technology um there it is so all right more uh text uh coming in glad you're on it's uh god you guys are burning the candle at both ends uh eddie uh, can you cut the dog noises what what dogs what are you talking about dog noises Oof. Oh, are you talking about the big dog market over here? Oh. What are you talking about? Uh, both our Canadian-born Secretary of Energy, Granholm, and Joe Biden have openly said we are in a period of transition away from oil. Yeah, force, force. They're going to do it. At this point, I don't care who it is. DeSantis, you know, Trump, you know, whatever is going to take, whatever it's going to take. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so done with this country the way that it's behaving. Like the only good person right now is uh, that's left is uh, is Rand Paul. That's the last good defender. There's nobody else. F them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just just let's go, Brandon. Hey, maybe if we have a few more rallies and we do a, wear a few more T-shirts and wear a few more We the People bumper stickers and you know we carry on our flags. You think that's gonna help? Yeah, I bet you it is. Yeah, America. Meanwhile, he's like, I'll be right over. I'm gonna gas up in my uh yeah my diesel for uh, four ninety a, a gallon. We're we're gonna fight him. We're gonna fight. We're gonna. <laughs> yeah, that idiot are gone. He's terrible. He doesn't want to join us. I think he hates Trump now. 
Uh, meanwhile, have you seen the litany of Trump emails as of late? Oh, the guy is a to totally sold out. Who paid? Is there someone paying Donald Trump? I think there's somebody paying Donald Trump right now to like make the. He, he comes in way late and he's like, oh, yeah, we're against the 40 billion. Well, OK, th thanks for leading the charge on that. Save America pack. And then uh, right. He has Alan Dershowitz to Newsmax. Leticia James, undignified, disgraceful. <laughs> Alan Dershowitz is a pedophile. He's literally getting massages in New Mexico. I mean, come on. Trump, America never felt so low, so dejected. Read the full article by Eric Mack on Newsmax. Uh, Newsmax is funded by Hillary Rodham Clinton, by the, way, uh, the Clinton Foundation back in the day. And then I get my DeSantis daily. Oh, I love my DeSantis. Daily. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, it's like political porn. <laughs> Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States. The Democrats are sending another $40 billion to choose Ukraine. Uh, we have no more breast milk. What did you, I have to get? Oh, yeah. No, you told us to get back. Then, uh, you, what else? Donald Trump celebrated one win that left Joe Biden white hot with anger. Click now. I just get hit by like 20 pictures. Like, donate now. If you want to take back this country, we need your money. We're inventing social media platforms. By the way, I'm off Twitter today. I'm just, I'm done. We got to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we got to talk about, um, you know, all, all the rest of this stuff uh, as well. You know, I mean, did you ever see the Dave, Dave Chappelle? Cambodian breast milk? It's, it's really funny. Just just search it. Cambodian breast milk's good. They're not laughing anymore. That's that's where we are in this country. Woo! It is a Friday. We're going. I'm going for another three hours, folks. It's it's here. Let it be. Back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIV, rockoftalk.com. Top of the hour news coming next uh, for you. And uh, a couple of hours when we return, we are going to talk about exactly that. Uh, the artificial, oh, I don't know, the, the lack of uh, supply of this item or the next or whatever it is that it takes to change your behavior. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Tim Berg. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, and AM 1600 KIVQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Here for a 505 Friday just for you. Hopefully, you uh, and yours are going to enjoy yourself a great weekend. And if you feel so compelled to go out and help up state, uh, I don't know how you would, but you can uh, certainly uh, do that. Uh, don't forget, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, if you want to watch want to listen stitcher soundcloud and spotify if you want to download the apps which is the best way tv rockoftalk.tv rockoftalk.com and if you want to communicate i'm off twitter as of tonight there's just it's useless i don't i don't know that uh, dowd will concur with me but uh like i tried to ride that and then this whole thing about well the saudis and then there's other people now as uh, somehow involved with this whole thing you know and there's not gonna be i'm still committed to the yeah all i heard is that uh Elon Musk and these uh, market uh, waves is looking for a way to bail on this. Uh, there's going to be no money made on this whole entire thing. 
uh, they're not going to see this thing through. Elon Musk is going to preserve it. They just got your newest passwords. And, you know, and there's nothing that's going to happen with the truth movement, this uh, truth platform with uh, Donald Trump. Just, just get off. Just stop. Stop your the shenanigans and the charades that are going on. I would just uh, probably leave it at that. And, hey, become a Rock of Talk chat disciple. I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I say that only kiddingly because that's the last thing we look for is uh, disciples. And uh, D-Dowd Musk Hour, too. How are you, sir? Right here in the Kiva with a brand new uh, headset. Uh, are we are we doing, a, are we improving now that we're uh, <laughs> headset? We're, we're fighting. We're fighting our way to, to, to provide a quality product, Mr. Argo. Well, you know what? You provide a quality product. I'm, uh, I'm but a- I do have breaking news. I do have breaking news. Breaking. Uh, Blue Origin, the real suborbital space tourism company, as opposed to the phony space tourism company, Virgin Galactic, that is our business partner in New Mexico. They have just announced that it is one week from today. In fact, even less than one week from today, uh, NS-21. That will be their 21st flight of their new Shepard rocket, and they will have, of course, six passengers on board. One more nail in the coffin of Virgin Galactic and Spaceport America. 21. Wow. A lot of fun. She was just 21 and a whole lot of... No, it was 16. Who knows? Oh, infant formula. Look at this. In the middle of the greatest financial crisis, uh, the biggest, and we're focused on infant formula. Have any of the gubernatorial candidates spoken about infant formula yet? How do you, I'll, I'll have to check the website. How, how, how do you touch this? How do you broach? I'm going to broach that subject with them. I mean, just, uh, I think if I was going to start anywhere, I would, uh, I think I'd probably, uh, I think I'd start right here, right? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I made it inside the house. You did good. All right, this is what's up. You can live here. You can here. You can be bad boy artists here. But if you want to do it, first y'all got to walk to Queens and give me a sugar cookie. <laughs> Sugar cookie, man. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Bad boy. <laughs> and sugar cookie, man. Look, this is not what I got in the music business to be doing, to be a sugar cookie getter. You know, I'm a rapper. Who are the five best rappers of all time? Think about it. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Because I spit hot fire. <laughs> and we, of course, uh, know what uh, I'm going towards. It is the Cambodian uh, breast milk. Y'all got to walk uptown to the Bronx and get breast milk from a Cambodian immigrant. <laughs> I only drink the finest breast milks. <laughs> Go out and milk Cambodian. the real shit. Rest me. You made my day. There you go. Oh, that's, uh, that, that's, that's where we are. We're with P. Diddy looking for breast milks uh, out in Queens. Uh, by the way, if you heard the unedited version, you got that on rockoftalk.tv. If you heard the FCC compliant version, you got that on AM 1600. So that's another reason to go ahead and uh, download the apps. Just good stuff. That, that's right there. All right, ladies. Ladies. And you know who you are. 
Uh, Natalie, I think she's on number seven. Is that correct, uh, Dowd? I'm pretty sure that that's, is it seven? It's actually seven. Dowd says seven. So. Seven in this year or just, no, no, seven overall, seven overall. Seven overall <laughs> I think she's already talking about uh, Ocho. Uh, eight is enough. Remember, Nick, that's what they used to tell me I looked like when I was growing up. I look, if look Natalie like- has one more baby, we could actually literally start calling her Octomom. <laughs> Maybe, do you think that might be her secret ambition? Not, not all at once, but over time, she's an octomom. <clears throat> octomom. So all octopuses actually only have like eight tentacles. Has there ever been, a, you know, decipus or hexapus? We know that for sure. How about a, uh, you know, intipus? Down, down's uh, looking. Uh, octopuses. Wow, they have. Eight tentacles, but not all of them are arms. They have six arms and two legs that add up to eight. Why do you listen to the Rock of Talk? Because you <laughs> didn't know that answer. Because tonight when you play some weird game that you're going to come up with something that nobody else knows, you're going to ask and you're going to make somebody do something they don't want to do because they can't answer that question. Mm-hmm. That's why you listen to this radio station, ladies and gentlemen. And also because uh, when you close your eyes, Secretly, uh, what you actually view, because God has already put it in your little brains, a picture of Sagittarius A's. You know that ring in your, when you close your eyes and you like look into the depth of where everything's closed and you're like, what is that golden ring when I close my eye? What is that? I'm always chasing that when I wake up in the morning before I go to bed at night. Right? Do you chase that? Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, every single one of you knows exactly the golden circle that I'm talking about. And if you want to know what a picture of that golden circle is, You'll find it today on CNN, Fox News, and you'll get a perfect rendering of that uh, event horizon. Thing. <laughs> Our ultimate destiny. <laughs> you had no idea we were gonna you you were gonna walk into a a, 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 a nest like this today. So it took Hawaii. It took uh, two places actually, just uh, south of here and uh, west of here. Uh, Arizona apparently a little bit more advanced as far as space. Another place in Area Fifty One uh, that's in there. And then you got a place uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. No, Puerto Rico did not make it. A place in France and the place at the south of Spain. And then uh, you have to go all the way, I believe, to Antarctica. Isn't there another satellite that finally made it as big as it possibly could be? Oh, oh again. down at the Nazi base down in, in, in Antarctica. That's where all the Nazis went. Oh, Nazi, I, I, yeah. I've heard uh, that on BitChute. <laughs> oh, you know why you've heard that? Because a black person has never been to uh, Antarctica or the South Pole. Did you know that? Oh, really? Have you looked that up? Ask, okay. ask if an African-American has ever been to Antarctica. We should probably say, I mean, you know, speaking of the closest continent to Antarctica, what's the... <laughs> Why do I know he's so much useless? George Washington Gibbs Jr. defied danger and racism oh. to become the first African-American to visit Antarctica. <laughs> it had to be George Washington. <laughs> 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 wow uh, the end of the world as we know it and i feel fine all right let's get to breath january 1940 wow very progressive made, made, oh, it, yeah. uh, well ahead of his time uh-huh. uh, we still hadn't broken the color barrier in uh america but somehow a black person made it to the south pole in antarctica Oh, he was a mess attendant, so of course he had to be the you know lowest man on the totem pole there. Yeah. What does that even mean? Well, the mess is where you eat, right? Oh, okay. There you go. I mean, I'm, I'm not a military guy, but 
Okay, so I talked to a uh, a specialist. Okay, um, on this, and this is interesting because a lot of you guys are peddling this nonsense that we're sending all of the breast milk or the formula. I, I, I prefer breast milk. I think they should just name everything breast milk because maybe it'll change everything else, right? And they're sending it all to Mexico and the border. Did, are you hearing this doubt all over the place? Oh, only everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everyone's like, yeah, but there's there's breast milk on the border. Like, well, there's actually breast milk wherever there's a female, but th they're shrinking as well. I mean, females are identifying as anything but females anymore. I'm not sure what's so wrong with women when there's so many men trying to be women. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a law of supply and demand. So, um... Apparently, my mom was telling me as you know, I was having this quick conversation with her, and she's like, "We grew up on carnation milk." I'm like, "Okay, well, I know what that is. I know where to go. I know it's at the grocery store, and I know, you know, essentially we can grab it and buy it and run with it, right? And apparently, you can feed it to your kids." Well, there's this whole helicopter mom thing going. The the Democrats and the helicopter moms of the world have got you into such a complete and total frenzy over the years. They've developed this psyche in you. Like you're, you've become so stupid that you won't stick anything in your kids unless it's like CDC, WHO. And we all know how that went over the last two and a half years, right? Uh, officially today, by the way, 25 months, happy birthday, happy birthday, COVID positive America. So you, you look at this and you say to yourself, uh, okay, wait, I'm sure there was a whole group of people prior to World War II that probably didn't have formula, right? Probably prior to World War I that didn't have formula. At some point, somebody lived without formula. Oh, no. No, no, no. We have, we're in a crisis. I think Sean Hannity did an entire hour on just breast milk of, 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 of what Joe Biden is doing to families. They can't wait. Uh, meanwhile, Dr. Oz is their uh, leading candidate that they're running with on the show. It's all sorts of stupid again. So I got all these links, and apparently the recall is because it's caused two deaths. Am I, get, am I getting this? Am I getting my facts straight on this? Are we shutting down the country yet once again and taking stores off the shelves? And like, can you believe a, a country that has believed so hard in life so much to feed these kids formula? And the irony that you know you've got people marching in the streets antagonizing, and after it's already been declared unconstitutional, they just haven't released it yet that we're going to go ahead and attack every Supreme Court justice and hang out in front of their house and make sure we're going to bully them into a different uh, position than what they would have otherwise gotten to or actually what they otherwise got to uh, without any sort of stress. There's something far more sinister here. And it's really easy for them to achieve it with you. Like, they know how to do it. Okay. So your child's misbehaving. Okay? Yelling, crying on his xbox all day i took me trust me i know what do you do to change his behavior doubt take it away um yeah you remove, we, we, remove we, we had a we had a, a policy called the naughty spot uh where you would sit and think about what you've done <laughs> there you go hey think about what you're doing don't you realize like you're voting the wrong way we're going to take away you family you people who are creating families we're going to take away a breast milk. We're going to fake two deaths in Illinois. Is that where we had it? Uh -huh. no, not that Jesse Smollett hanging out with Dr. Oz is any real thing or Jesse Smollett uh, faking uh, 
Uh, this is MAGA country at two in the morning in, in the middle of a uh, polar vortex at negative uh, 33 degrees. Uh, that, that was, you know, so they fake this whole thing. Okay? Prove to me, yet once again, that this isn't concocted, that they decided to go ahead and pull all this formula for the shelves. And, and you conservatives and you Republicans are like, oh, let's just blame Joe Biden. Well, how about blaming yourselves for the fact that you're believing this crap in the first place? Or not realizing that your, you know, parents and your parents' parents and your parents' parents' parents probably built an entire, like, I look back at myself. Let me, let me tell you where I'm at. Where my, my, my head mentally. Let me, let me tell you where I'm at. I'm right now in 1929. For me, today is October 1929. Okay? Right? I, I'm just channeling this stuff. It's just coming to me. God is just like, or actually Sagittarius A is just filtering right through me now. Okay? All right. And I have perspective because uh, what am I thinking about? I'm thinking about something very specific. My grandfather, uh, of which I am right across the street from, he's still alive in my head. Okay, Still on my desk. I still have his picture. He's still alive in my head. My grandfather in 1929 was exactly the same age as my youngest kid. My kid knows how to read. My kid knows how to get around. He knows how to manage himself. He's got great behavior. But I see him and I see my grandfather. My grandfather was only allowed to finish First Holy Communion, and then he basically had to go by himself from a place called Montoya to Tucumcari back and forth because his dad was whining and complaining and bitching and moaning all day about the fact that he was dying. So my tata put it over him, and he was whining and whining and whining, and my tata became the toughest man he ever met. Literally, the toughest man he ever met. Never complained, didn't get out of the army, did what his wife told him to do, like, like in love, crazy in love with my, my grandmother. Now, why is this important? Why is this important to me? Because I see a lot of conservatives just like succumbing to like, oh, we didn't have to. Yeah, you know, just get out there and you make it happen. You do it. You say, oh, that causes cancer. I'm going to believe the WHO. You know, they were in the middle of a dust bowl. They didn't know what the hell to believe. They were burying dolls. They were uh, living on dirt floors. They had nothing. They didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out. And these people somehow made it work. They weren't waiting for the government to decide or a company to decide, hey, how much formula do we need to go ahead and put on the shelves? Like, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Have you become so good at complaining about stuff that you can't whip out a boob, stick it in the kid's mouth and say, hey, you know what? I'm okay without the formula. Or were you so stupid as a mom that you decided to go ahead and shoot up and get the vax and you're now you're scared? That's on you. That's on you. We're not in a national crisis because of formula. Who the hell are we? What type of people do we have in this country? We uh, can't go to the store to get formula. Well, you got a bra, and it's got two milk cans, and I would let one of the kids, I, I've known kids, you know, two, three years old. I think that was the front page of uh, Time Magazine. Yep. Five-year-old yep. sucking on his mom's komasayama. And you're like, what is that? Well, apparently, that's the fruit of the gods. It works. How did you figure out a way to whine so much that you can't figure out a way to feed your kids and you do know how to blame one guy, which is totally stupid because this is the guy who, who couldn't even get out of... <laughs> you couldn't get out of a wet, wet paper sack if you wanted to. I mean, he doesn't know where he is, what he's doing. He's, he's, he's the stupidest president in the history of this country. My gosh. Women, you can breastfeed till you're three or four. 
you women who have don't have children, I'm pretty sure I believe that you can also breastfeed if I'm not mistaken. Am I am I I think you just start lactating. Like on your own. Yeah, I'll tell you, you you're so amazing. I think that men are probably gonna start coming over and say, you know what, I can lactate. Can you milk me, guy? You remember you remember that great scene of the, uh, the uh, Meet the Parents. Can you milk me, F? I've got nipples. He's like, yeah, his, I think his name was Geppetto. He's like, grab his little nipple. This is a stupid argument. And it's because you're advancing it by taking first principle. Well, there's a shortage. Let's blame it on him. Oh, well, there's not a shortage. We don't need your breast milk. I don't want any artificial this or that. Or I know that all the vitamins come through the woman, and this is what we want to get. Like, please tell me I'm wrong. Pretty sure I'm so incredibly strong in what I'm doing because I was breastfed. I'm pretty sure that my my brain set up right. You know the 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 connections between my neurons and motorons and durons and you know puberty attraction heterosexuality is because you know my my parents were good enough to stick a boob in my mouth say suck it until you get your food and don't cry how do you shut up a kid in church. Stick a boob in his mouth. Oh, I can't believe she whipped it out in church. What? What are we talking about anymore? When is everybody so offended and so worked up? It's like, well, you got to go shake the bottle and get it ready. Stan, I told you, you have to have these just perfect. Now I can't feed them because you took it out of the fridge and it's two degrees too cold. Two degrees too hot. I'm like... You're not fit to be a mother. You're not fit to be a parent. You're all sorts of stupid. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we have been breastfeeding since the dawn of time. It's just somehow we figured it out. The child was drawn on the very first breastfeeding to the boob. And it came up and a miracle happened. The child was given nutrition. And then there, that's it. It repeated after that. And then we, we were fine until apparently Democrats got in control and Republicans suddenly got stupid. And they're like, well... We can't eat unless uh, we get it from the uh, store. Like, that's where we're at in this country. <laughs> we can't do anything, but we sure know how to blame other people who did it to us. What? Did you give away all your power? Did you not know how to do this? Like, all of a sudden, their positive is your negative, and our positive is their negative. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. I'm going to start running around with, you know, a breastfeeding shirt on and that's just like did you breastfeed your child okay you didn't breastfeed your child okay i don't care i don't really care about that would you have breastfeed your child if there was no formula available you would have probably said yes i want my child live well instead of complaining about it just stick a boob in its mouth and you're set to go or we we, we don't want them to be you know something to happen or They'll be traumatized or some, somebody has some sort of weird excuse or something they saw somewhere else that tells them that they shouldn't be breastfeeding, right? Have you seen such a big deal being created by this? Republicans and conservatives really do know how to whine right now, even as big as or if not more than the Democrats. Jump on board with DeSantis. That guy doesn't whine about anything. He takes matters into his own hands. He doesn't complain about losing because he doesn't lose. And he goes and he takes the fight to them every single day. Like, that's kind of what you do. You're like, oh, well, they're going to hit me. I'm going to hit him twice as hard and three times on Friday. Then <laughs> I'm going to go uh, have a cocktail and uh, hang out with my wife. 
and be with my kids. DeSantis is on permanent offense. He never has to worry about defense. Yeah. <laughs> Biden can do nothing that they that they haven't already tried to do to me. I'm totally fine. I don't know. Love to get your thoughts on this stupid thing. I mean, I don't know if I'm – is conservative radio just permanently fixated on Dr. Rod? Uh, apparently our hope is breast milk. Proving the 2020 election was a fraud. Did you hear that uh, Tucker Carlson got into it, Dinesh D'Souza? You want to know time, why? Yeah. You want to know why? Because Tucker's tired of relitigating the 2020 election. He had four years to create this thing. We're going to go fix it now. No, we're going to go get elected uh, in a landslide. We're going to take back the White House with or without Trump. Okay? We're going to get over this whole entire thing. We're going to go take the fight to them on the field. We don't care. It's not about one person. It's about us. It's about this country. That's the greatest thing we loved about Donald Trump is the fact that, you know, here was a guy who was willing to fight for us, and then all of a sudden he disappeared. Uh, they took it away from me. Like, dude, you were the best. And all of a sudden you believed in what everybody else was telling you about, about you. You were believing the lies that people were saying about you. Nobody believed any of that. So you started believing. 550-5500. It's 550-5500. Any reaction, Dad? Do you have, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that. Uh, just uh, going to be spending the next two hours on uh, tax policy here uh, at the Rockets. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. The real problem with all this supply chain mess is our politicians have sold our country to China. Oh, there's somebody else to blame. China. Right? Yeah, let's just blame Chinese because uh, we're the most powerful country in the world and we're going to blame somebody else. Like we have gotten really good at blaming ourselves, uh, blaming everybody else lately. Have you noticed this now? Oh, we're experts, yeah. Oh, it's just oh, blame him, blame her, blame this, blame that. Never my fault. I need help. Don't you know what you did to me? I, I like it when the person that comes in. Well, COVID hit us pretty hard. Oh, did it? Yeah. How hard did it hit you? How much money did you get from the federal government? <laughs> really? You had to stay at home and watch Netflix and uh, have Zoom meetings, huh? That was tough, huh? Huh? I mean, how many people did you lose in that whole thing? Oh, you got your shot, huh? You had to stay home. Oh, I had a bad reaction to the shot. Oh, it's like, oh, wow. Get out of here. Get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. Oh, we, we have a mandatory vax. Don't you care about people? Black lives matter and all lives matter. I got the vax shot and I made my donation to Black Lives Matter. We literally don't make anything in this country anymore. And I'm not betting baby formula is not manufactured in the United States. Uh, the new headphone for Dowd is good. They're picking up his typing and any other background noise. Okay, so that's a that's a that's a, a good way to complain about that. So we got to figure out a way to. All do right, it. this weekend I'll go get the quiet keyboard. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I, I, they must exist, right? Touchpad. Oh, the touchpad where you barely uh, where, where you, is this one where you motion in front of it? Oh yeah. <laughs> like Tom Cruise in that movie, we just do it virtually. You know, mom should buy a nanny goat or two if the libs haven't killed them already. Oh, can you suck? Can you suck milk from a goat? Can you get a mini goat and and uh, and suck? Milk I, I know that the unpasteurized uh, milk world, Eddie, out in rural America, they are livid on this. The people who don't like the pasteurization, these are the people who live close to the land and they have great immune systems because they dig in the dirt all day and they're around animals and they drink raw milk. Those are my people. How hard is this hitting? <laughs> How hard is this uh, hitting the Quaker community? That's what I want. <laughs> Has How anybody hard? told the Amish about the Rona? Do they even know about the Rona? Has <laughs> anybody told the Amish that, that, that they can't feed their babies because they don't have formula? <laughs> very satisfying to hear D-Doubt's keyboard. Oh, it's very satisfying. Maybe they like... Do you think... What do you think the satisfaction... Is coming from now uh, with with that. Do you think? Oh, maybe. You, you, do you, I bet you. I think. I bet you. I know what it is. Did I tell you what it, what I think it is? 
I'm going to tell you the magic here. I'm going to unleash the magic. Because I call you the Dow 3000. I see you. I saw you. I've seen you three times this year now. There you go. Congratulations, Eddie. You've now seen he's not Bigfoot. <laughs> it's the fact that you're constantly running uh, the BS fact check on your keyboard on my stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah. Dow's going to get him this time. Dow's going to get him this time. <laughs> Dow's going to get him this time. Oh, no. Uh, Dow's check. It's like, it's like automatic audible verification, you know? Can you imagine sticking a keyboard behind Sean Hannity or Clay and Buck or uh, Glenn Beasley? Turn down that keyboard. Nobody needs to check my stuff. Just listen to me. I have the answers. Uh, if you must know, the, the keystrokes I'm doing right now are to uh, send out some more notices about a an amazing piece that ran on rockoftalk.chat today that takes apart Michelle Lujan Grisham. So uh, very proud of my work today. Can we uh, can we get into that in the next break? After the yeah, break? whenever you want. Wow. you got to be more demanding of First satisfying to hear D Dowds. Oh no, that's what it is. Actually, he said exactly. That's exactly what people love the keyboard. I'm I'm actually Dowd. I know it. I know it's weird. You probably are going to disagree with me, but and I don't know what your family is saying back in, in Scotland, but I do love the keyboard. Okay. Are you are you okay with that? Well, I think it might remind people of those throwback television shows and movies in the newsroom where there was always a lot of going on. So uh, we yeah. don't we don't really have that anymore. Yeah. What do you think? What what? How's everybody uh, on board? In uh, everybody on board with the keyboard? Don't like it? Up down, in out, upside down, upside down. Good radio. Love the keyboard. Everyone's like love the radio. Love the radio. Uh, LOL. Once you stop breastfeeding, you dry up. You can't start and stop breastfeeding. No, no, no. I thought you could. Can't you just kind of? It's I'm. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I'm looking. Any, but I, if I convert, I've lived 49 I years, Eddie, and I've never ex examined this in my life. Damn it! <laughs> Being associated with Eddie Aragon, I end up doing a lot of research and fact All checks right. on things I never would have come up with on my own. So right. uh, I am on a Mayo Clinic website right now. All right. Uh, the you. question is: I'm adopting a newborn, and I'd like yes. to breastfeed the baby when I bring him home. Can I produce breast milk even if I haven't been pregnant? So that that long answer will be in the show notes tonight uh, now or, or after the break it just it, it, it's called day. induced lactation Ooh. and it, it is a thing yes. but i don't think my sense from this article is you can't start it on a dime but you can do it so it's possible uh, how do you do it this is good this is what we're uh, i'm gonna invent something here like, what do you what do you do to get a woman to lactate uh, supplemental estrogen or progesterone from your healthcare provider can help that process underway. I bet you spank her ass. Get in there, breastfeed right now. <laughs> Come on, I don't allow a Friday joke. That's a Friday joke. <laughs> and then Gloria Allred shows up for 30 minutes later with the lawsuit. Yes. <laughs> what is this? Am I supposed to be barefoot, naked in the kitchen, ready to cook you a, a dinner when you get home? <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be some sort of natural inducement, you know, just like, you know, big, a big hand slap. Right. And I'll just somehow it just it triggers something in the uh, cerebellum and the uh, morphium and whatever upstairs. You know, yeah. doubt is not laughing. I'm trying to make him laugh, guys. I really am. He's not having fun. I think the only thing he can think of is oh my, gosh, my mom and dad. They're not proud of me today. Between the pro-abortion crowd and now the formula shortage. You think there's now a war on babies? Oh, hell yeah. Started in 1973. Yeah, there it is. Keyboard, keyboard rock. Boy, good stuff. 
Oh. Can I play my favorite song now? I think I did already. I just I'm gonna gotta play it for 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 this one. And it does have a little bit of a child, and this is uh, the only thing that's better right now than uh, Dow's keyboard is this song, and uh, it's a good one, folks. Uh, you probably are gonna hate it, but I love it. So. I think this is gonna work. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, that's not it. There we go. No, no, come on, jump in there. To and oh, Ryan Reynolds, he's he's so he's so good. No, no, that's not it. So here we go. Oh, you gotta you gotta love this. There it is, Harry Styles. I gotta feel good. Back after a quick break, and when we return, we're gonna have uh, D. Dud Musk uh, release his latest, and do that right here in the Kiva. Back and forth. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you. 
Wow, 5.43, some good music there. Uh, one of my favorites, I don't realize, I, I bet you that's covered by like at least 10 rock bands in the, the middle of sort of a, a slow part of their set, and they'll probably just jump into the I'm on fire piece. Uh, Bruce Springsteen married on this day back in 1985. Uh, boy, that didn't last long for uh, the boss. Uh, in fact, uh, it went down south very quickly uh, within, uh, I believe, like three years Uh you know, sometimes it's like somebody just, uh, you know, cut a six-inch valley through the middle of my skull. Sometimes I wake up with a sheet soaking wet and a freight train running through the middle of my head and me. You cool my desire. Play the hits. The hits. Play the hits. Uh, Lawrence Awelka. Maybe they do a polka today. Does anyone do a polka? I'm on fire. You know, uh, Richard Cheese. You think the you think uh, Richard? G, I, I would love to say that what, every single time I say his other name for Richard, and I do that, and like he gets you to do that, and it's like oh my god, and it runs like great stuff. All right, Dada uh, Muska. Um, it does. It, your name is a little polka-ish, uh, by the way. I don't know. Hello, Slovak. The Slovak. Oh, the Slovak. The Slovak. Uh, the brilliant Slov Slovak. Uh, what's happening? What happened at uh, rockoftalk.chat where you did a full takedown, the suplex? <laughs> I did. <laughs> suplex, uh, uh, on rockoftalk.chat. Well, it occurred to me the other day, I haven't taken a shot at Michelle Luan Grisham in, I don't know, a week or two maybe, so uh, it was it was time to do that. But, uh, Eddie, this was prompted by some new research by some actual economists, in other words, people who know what they're doing, uh, people who don't work for Michelle Lujan Grisham. If I say the name Vandalay Industries, uh, Vandalay. For our, our, our listeners probably might remember that uh, back back from the day when uh, one George Costanza was trying to maintain his oh, unemployment yeah. benefits, and uh, yeah, Vandalay. <laughs> he gave out the number of his friend Jerry's apartment, and Jerry was supposed to pretend that he uh, had interviewed George to be a latex salesman at Vandalay Industries. Vandalay. Uh, we have experimented in the last two years with unemployment cash giveaways in this country, the likes of which we have never seen. Yeah. Uh, whether it was the Trump administration and the CARES Act, whether uh, it was the Biden administration in the America right. Rescue Plan, uh, they flowed, Eddie, literally billions of dollars came into the state in the form of unemployment. And what happened was they, they, they fiddled with the uh, eligibility requirements. Basically, they opened up unemployment payments to people like me, you know, private uh, contract workers or you know guys who run their own sole proprietorship types they they extended the weeks that were eligible and then in the early days they gave you an extra six hundred dollars six hundred dollars a week and it, this wow. issue just seemed to fade in the background but i remember very distinctly eddie we talked about this primarily through 2020 not as much in 2021 where employers were saying our People are being incentivized to stay at home and not to work. And of course, it, the left and Vox and Axios and all the you know left wing USA Today were running out and saying, "Oh, this has nothing to do with it." Oh no! Well, guess what? We have some research by a couple of economists at the Federal Reserve Bank of Saint Louis, and it's pretty rare to get something this strong a statement from an establishment government economist. But basically, they've included, they've concluded that. The quicker you cut off the benefits, this is crazy, the quicker people will go back to looking for work. So when you pay people not to work, they tend to not work. What they did is they looked at the, the cutoff of all of these extra 
unemployment benefits that happened last summer uh, in, in September, all the extra 600 weekly payments that actually were, were brought down to 300 weekly, but that's still a 1200 extra more a month. It's not, it's you know, nothing to sneeze at as uh, antihistamine money as Rocket J Squirrel would say, uh, nothing to sneeze at. Michelle Lewin Grisham had the option, and a number of, uh, in fact, four of our five neighbors in, in the Southwest decided that they were going to cut off that extra federal bennies quicker than they, uh, than they were going to, to terminate just sort of on their own. So everybody but Colorado, so Texas, Oklahoma, Utah, and Arizona, the governors there said, you know what, all we hear from the business community is we can't get people to apply for these jobs, a problem that persists to this day from coast to coast, pretty bad in, in New Mexico too, because people are being incentivized to not work. And don't forget, this the unemployment benefits were just part of a much larger package of, you know, the, the eviction ban. I mean, all these other protections that were extended to people who, you know, in some cases suffered hardship, but, it, you know, it wasn't everyone. And for a number of decades, we had good evidence from various states and, you know, free market economists, but also I think Paul Krugman at one point said, boy, you know, really generous uh, unemployment benefits. They're, they're really a disincentive to going back to work. What these economists concluded in a paper released just earlier this week, just a couple of days ago, that guess what? All that early research, they confirmed basically uh, in the first three months following the moment when states terminated their extra unemployment benefits for every 100 person reduction in beneficiaries, driven by the end of the programs, employment increases by roughly 35 people. Thus, and I'm quoting here, there is a, quote, strong rapid jobs response to the reduction in extra unemployment benefit roles resulting from the end of those emergency benefits. What a shock. Uh, there's an economist at the Cato Institute who did this during the Obama administration. He wrote a really interesting piece about how the evidence is really overwhelming. Uh, quote, bribing people to stay on the dole leaves them with less money to spend, not more. It also looks bad on resumes and may cause lasting damage to future job prospects, which I, I think is another element of this we really have to, uh, we have really, really have to explore because uh, I think employers can rightfully ask about Hey, it says here you were doing nothing for a year and a half. How, how, how'd you survive? Uh, it was so bad in New Mexico, Eddie, that a one-time federal payment from you know the funny money of Washington, our unemployment insurance trust fund went negative, obviously, very, very quickly. I think by August or September of, of the year of the Rona, it was completely depleted despite being refilled over the years with economic good times. So we went uh, underwater on that, and the feds did a 656 $0.6 million bailout. They just wrote us a check to replenish our unemployment uh, insurance trust fund. So, you know, Michelle just took that money and uh, just spent it, of course. It was so bad in New Mexico, Eddie, that we went beyond the the federal assistance. The, the state itself passed a one-time $1,200 one-time benefit for the unemployed last winter, uh, which was uh, a little, little more, actually, it was, no, it was the end of 2020, that, that Christmas. That was a wonderful little December present. Also, believe it or not, Michelle Luan Grisham did not reimpose the work search requirement, uh, which gets us to George Costanza and Vandalay Industries. Uh, when you, I've never been on unemployment, but apparently when you are, uh, under the standard rules, you have to actually demonstrate that you're out looking for work. You don't just get to sit around and watch Netflix and do a lot of day drinking. Uh, Art Vandalay, of course, uh, who, who never existed, uh, but George was trying to you know, scam the system. Michelle Lohan Grisham did not reimpose the work search requirement that was waived in the initial part of the Rona, you know, CARES Act. She did not reimpose that until May of 2021. So basically, people had, you know, almost a year and a half where they didn't have to even indicate that they were looking for work. So in New Mexico, 
we subsidized to a massive degree people not working. And guess what? People didn't work. Uh, I'm going to give you the labor force numbers right now. This is the number of people either working or looking for work in New Mexico. Month before the Rona, 969,000. Today, over two years later, 948,000. So basically on the job front, there's been no growth. We're still in a retrenchment period. In terms of people actually employed, and I'll give you the, the perfect down to the down to the integer number, 19,643, according to the feds, fewer people on the job today in New Mexico than uh, at the start of the Rona. So basically, we've had two years of zero job growth. We still have to climb our way back. Uh, what this research indicates is that when you pay people not to work, they don't work. Uh, I, I guess it's kind of, I don't know, in most people's worlds, that's obvious. Uh, I guess if you work for Axios or uh, Vox, you're, you're horrified at this uh, at this conclusion. But it's very good, Eddie, to find out that, uh, you know, from two economists at the Federal Reserve uh, who are willing to tell the truth about this. And I guess this is the, the other side of the employment, the unemployment number, um, people who are going out and not able to get a job because they don't have the qualifications, uh, something about them they, the boss doesn't like, or there just aren't opportunities for them out there. The other element of this is incentivizing people to not even rejoin the, the labor force. And so by just staying at home when you're being paid, uh, that's uh, causing an, a, an, another problem as well. Uh, and a reminder, uh, what kicked off this whole thing for me was uh, Friday, one week from today, we are going to find out from the Bureau of Labor Statistics if we are now the sixth the state that had the top unemployment rate for the sixth month in a row. We will find out a week from today. We are the state wow. with the highest unemployment rate five months in a row. Uh, they do a little scheduled release of when they're going to release their data. So next Friday, I guess it's the 20th of May. And of course, I'll have a piece on that as well. So my, oh. my, point, my point with all this, Eddie, was, yeah, we do look at the unemployment figure, but we also have to look at another element of, uh, of, of our labor force, which is to the extent to which you are subsidizing people to not return to work. We continue to hear this complaint today, and particularly in the restaurants, but also other employers as well. We have been ridiculously generous with these benefits. And of course, don't forget where that money comes from. That's borrowed, DC's borrowed money that is just making the fiscal situation, the currency situation worse, worse, worse. And I have a wonderful tweet from our governor back on July 10th of 2020. Good news, uh, the Department of Workforce Solution has extended the eligibility period for state unemployment benefits. It's critical that the federal government continue the funding for additional pandemic unemployment payments, and we will keep doing everything we can to help New Mexicans in this time of need. Is incentivizing someone to not go back into the labor force? Are you helping someone or are you hurting someone? Uh, this new data shows that the more you pay people not to work, the more they tend to not work. Uh, so uh, check it out, rockoftalk.chat, ladies and gentlemen, something you will never see covered by the local media. And uh, you don't, you won't see many people in Santa Fe interested in this at all. It's, it must be wonderful, Eddie, to be Michelle Juan Grisham and Virtue Signal with the federal government's funny money and talk about how you're helping people with unemployment benefits. And no one's ever going to ask you about disincentivizing people to rejoin the labor force. That question you know what that you, word means. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. like your, your expectations of them are too high because oh, yeah. uh, you perform at uh, a much different level. So, you know, this, uh, the type of work that we do seemingly would be normal other places. Let's kind of go back to this. So was it a total of 15 months that Michelle Lujan Grisham did not impose the work requirements that need? Um, uh, yes, it ended in May 2021. Yeah. Okay, and so that during the entirety, they did not have to go out and look because for fear they may spread the Rona. Oh, and well, then, that's it. Um, that's accurate. This month, 
which the numbers will be out this next week. We will have six consecutive months or the entirety of 2022 leading the charge. Who's the next up? Oh, uh, let me look at the list. It's, it's, you know, Cali the, the usual sus suspects, you know, California, Nevada, yeah. uh, the, the very heavily tourist, uh, you know, tourist uh, directed ones, but also, of course, very, very blue states. I think my Connecticut is in there, too. Let me see. State? Yeah, it was. It was like fourth. Remember, it was like 8.3. Okay, so uh, back in February, it was kind of interesting because we all went back to, to school. Remember, it was kind of like this weird thing that she did. It's like she just uh, did a little bit of polling, uh, thanks to my guru out there. But uh, there was something else that happened this February that I want to kind of ring your bell on that uh, jives with all of this. And it was something that didn't happen here. It didn't happen everywhere else, but only happened here. We allowed something to continue in February. Do you know what it was? And remember, we are now in a real estate crisis. So what was that? Uh, I think it was, the, was it related to the eviction ban? Correct. Yes. Yeah. We were the only state. So one of the things that and it's not because you were lacking that in the article, but if you could improve that in terms of a... Dow, are you there? Yep, I'm back. That wasn't you. Uh, that was Comcast uh, flipping the switch on and off here. That's what happened. Good job. Okay, so what I wanted to say about that is, if you recall, that's what I think really cemented our place as the laziest place in the entire country. And less than a month later... Like we somewhere we got to get this stuff over. And, and by the way, Paul Guessing will be jumping on board with this. Uh, he'll be running with your paper next week, as if it's yeah, it. probably. Yeah. yeah, and he lost his researcher, and he's lost a bunch of others. So, I mean, you know, all this stuff. Uh, in February, they extended that that uh, that eviction ban for New Mexico. I don't know that it's yet been lifted, and so landlords, despite all of that, we're still going to be in one of the hottest real estate markets. How long can that last, folks? I mean. This is, uh, uh, while Nero, while Rome burns, Nero fiddled, while Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the rest of the state burns, Michelle Lujan Grisham is fiddling. She's supposed to get married next Saturday, a week and a day from now. I, I, I sort of cannot even fathom what might be going through her mind if she thinks that she's going to be able to continue at this place. I mean, I've got like six or seven different TV commercials to, to launch against immediately. <laughs> Uh, Eddie, to follow up, uh, the eviction ban continues in place. The, uh, the the courts did not order it to end until June 1st, so we still have another, what, 17, 18 days? <laughs> Ron the the latest run. in the country. Uh, Ron Kennedy <laughs> needs to run that commercial. I'm telling you right Big now, time. that would be the best thing that he could do right now is start creating these commercials as if he is uh, already in the uh, middle of all that. So there you go. Back after the hour, after the top of the hour news right here in the Kiva. And what we are going to do, of course, is going to wrap the week and wrap everything else uh, as it was. And uh, boy, I got to tell you, music is everything. And this is Albuquerque's own The Shin. New slang. Take a listen. It's an old one. You might remember it from Garden State uh, back in the day. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hour three, you and me in the Dowd Base 3, 3000 here in the Kiva AM 1600 KIV, FM. For this town, they're all in my mouth. Only I don't know how they go down here. Turn me back into 
wasn't a bad. I was happier than with no mindset. And if you turn to me like a girl takes to the wind, I'd jump
to the 505-4411 here for your third hour on a Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 FM, rockoftalk.com, hour three, cleaning up uh, what is left for you and me on Muska's rockoftalk.chat and all the stories and everything else that's out there, of course, uh, that is Coldplay. Uh, where is Coldplay? What's happened to Coldplay? Is, are there any bands or any concerts? What's happening this summer? I think we need, all need to get out and do something. New Mexico, uh, unlike the rest of the country, uh, has opened up. We continue to be shut down. If you're trying to get out somewhere, go do things, make things happen, it's going to be pretty hard because uh, northern New Mexico, for all effective purposes, my favorite place, uh, Angel Fire New Mexico, uh, that will continue to be shut down uh, at least for the next week, but probably a little bit longer than even that. I was looking forward to having a good time uh, with my kids next weekend up in uh, Angel Fire. That is not to be. Uh, Dowd uh, Muska and I can be found at Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. He's very happy with his new headset. You're very happy with his keystrokes, ladies and gentlemen. I have no idea why, but hey, I actually do. It so- sounds like work. And then, of course, we have uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Don't forget you can catch us on our apps, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and just subscribe, damn it, and give Dowd some damn money over at uh, rockoftalk.chat. So uh, we'll go ahead and uh, do that. Big weekend, uh, good week, good weather. The uh, winds uh, themselves are not going to be quite as bad as they uh, could be. It's been rough Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Some of the worst winds died out mid- midday Wednesday. And then uh, yesterday, today, about cut in half. So that's uh, pretty good. But uh, we are keeping everybody up north in our thoughts and prayers because it is the most beautiful place in the state of New Mexico, the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. So beautiful. Even uh, Edie Raquel and uh, yeah, one Paul Simon love singing about all of that stuff. I love, I love, love, love the uh, Paul Simon stuff in the 80s that where he used to sing about the Sangre de Cristo and, you know, Renee and Georgette McGree. I, I, that's one of my favorites. Uh, have you have you ever uh, looked at any of that stuff? Uh, Dowd, you got to look at... Paul no, Simon. Paul Simon, not somebody you associate with New Mexico, but I'm missing out here. Yeah, he sings about that. He, uh, well, it's kind of a little loosey-goosey. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that because it's a silver hair. I think it's that album by itself... Uh, likely um, attracted many of the silver hair pony self crowd to come up here and adopt their son and children and send them to uh, strange schools at uh, various times in their life. He's the culprit. (sighs) Damn it. Art Garfunkel, I think I told you about this, was uh, like best friends with Jill Udall, who's the uh, older spouse of one Tom Udall. I don't know if you knew about that, but... Oh, yeah, all those New Yorkites, they, they they went to school together in Columbia. 
Uh, just while we're on the subject of celebrities, Eddie, I just want to make a special announcement. Something that may not make the cut in the in, for the tomorrow's Daily Blast. Uh, big, big news on a late Friday uh, as we all prepared for our weekend. Uh, even D. Dowd Musk in the last couple of weekends, I've been trying to focus on maybe getting a little rest on a Saturday. Never Sunday, but Saturday. Uh, actress Andy McDowell has revealed that she suffered a panic attack while on a Hollywood set. It caused her to fall to her knees. She the reason why was Donald Trump. Uh, she experienced a meltdown because of former Donald Trump, and she was uh, on the production crew and saw a, quote, sea of men, close quote. So apparently just a group of men standing around and the fact that Donald Trump exists uh, had caused a panic attack. Uh, she said she had a kind of a crazy experience right after Trump oh. got elected. Really? Uh, she was very disturbed, uh, very disturbed about his locker room comments uh, leading, you know, the, the Access Hollywood, the famous Access Hollywood audio. Uh, yeah. And, quote, I had gotten really sad. I went wow. to do a job, a day's work, and I had my very first panic attack. Uh, I was getting ready to shoot something and I turn around and it's like a room full of men, like a sea of men. It flashed on something that was very personal for me and I dropped to my knee to my knees i left the room and went into this fake bathroom on the set and i looked at myself in the mirror and said get your s word together uh it just freaked me out not seeing any other women it's not that i have anything against men i just don't like big groups of them uh since then <laughs> i've become very conscious of looking around and yeah. finding women on set for comfort wow holy moly yep I'm a god, not the god, I don't think. Because you survived a car wreck? You folks ready to order? I didn't just survive a wreck. I wasn't just blown up yesterday. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. Oh, really? And every morning I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in the fender. I am an immortal. Special today is blueberry waffles. Why are you telling me this? Because I want you to believe in me. You're not a god. You can take my word for it. This is 12 years of Catholic school talking. I could come back if you're not ready. How do you know I'm not a god? Oh, please. How do you know? Because it's not possible. Doris. This is Doris. Her brother-in-law, Carl, owns this diner. She's worked here since she was 17. More than anything else in her life, she wants to see Paris before she dies. Oh, boy, what a... This is Debbie Kleiser and her fiancé, Fred. Do I know you? They're supposed to be getting married this afternoon, but Debbie is having second thoughts. What? Lovely ring. This is Bill. He's been a waiter for three years since he left Penn State and had to get work. He likes the town, he paints toy soldiers, and he's gay. I am. <laughs> This is Gus. He hates his life here. He wishes he stayed in the Navy. Well, I could have retired on half pay after 20 years. Excuse me? Is this some kind of trick? Well, maybe the real God uses tricks. You know, maybe he's not omnipotent. He's just been around so long. He knows everything. Oh, okay. Well, who's that? This is Tom. He worked in the coal mine until they closed the town. And her? It's Alice. Came over here from Ireland when she was a baby. She lived in Erie most of her life. He's right. And her? Nancy. She works in the dress shop and makes noises like a chipmunk when she gets real excited. Hey. It's true. How do you know these people? I told you, I know everything. In about five seconds, a waiter's going to drop a tray of dishes. Five, four, That's three, nuts. two, one. 
Wow. Okay? Oh, that was, uh, there you go. Wow. Uh, that's uh, pretty incredible. Uh, incredible. Uh, there, Andy McDowell. Uh, brought to her knees, not by uh, that, but by uh, Donald Trump's uh, election uh, back in the day. You know, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not- she, she can't be around large groups of men be- because of Donald Trump. Now, I've heard Donald Trump blamed for a lot of things. I've heard Donald Trump blamed for the Rona. I've heard Donald Trump blamed for, uh, you know, global warming. But uh, the fact that a kind of washed up pastor prime actress can't be in a room of men anymore. We got to add that to the list of 13,179 things to blame Donald Trump about. <clears throat> there you go. All right. 550-5500 here in the Kiva. Dowd, we have so many things to sort of clean up uh, what's left on the uh, show room floor, so to speak. The clippings, if you will. You know, I, I, I should say I've always enjoyed that. Uh, like what's left over for the week? What wasn't good to make it into the show earlier in the week? Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that we didn't touch upon. I would say that this has been a sort of a wild talk radio week. Uh, for me. It's been a, a wild week overall. It's been sort of kind of hard to sort of keep stuff in line um, just because, you know, you can feel the energy. It's dispersed. It's erratic. It's disparate. It's going into different directions. Um, the, the country, you don't realize it yet, is in complete and total crisis and chaos. Um, all of this stuff is coming. And I think, you know, uh, you know where you and I are at uh, with, with all of this, I think we have a tendency to feel as much as we think and that's what makes the uh, show pretty unique. So uh, let's get back at least to some of the items that we may have missed uh, here this week. And uh, you shoot, and uh, you 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 flip the uh, what are they? What what are they when they they shoot the? We'll take the guns uh, and we'll go out and we'll shoot skeet. Uh, I forget whatever the launcher guy is, and, and I'll sort of uh, nip them out of the sky. There's going to be some big articles uh, here this week and things that uh, we could have gotten to that we did not hear that we have here in hour three. Uh, yeah, if, if you don't mind, I'll just start with something from from today's uh, uh, Daily Blast, and it, it, it I, I think it became number was it number one on our most click today? I think uh, it's either number one or number two. It was number two on our most click today. People really were interested in this, and it's a really sad thing. And I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about it, which is yes, one of the worst regimes in history, one of the most murderous, awful groups of people to ever get together, the uh, National Socialist Party of Germany. We certainly have Nazis in a lot of our movies, and they're the bad guys, and they were bad guys for real. But there were similarly horrendous acts of genocide perpetrated against mankind by non-Nazi people. And one of them, of course, was our, our friend Uncle Joe, uh, the president who uh, for, elected four times, the only president ever elected four times, FDR. Uh, one time there was a little memory book that my grandmother got out from the old days, and a big picture, big portrait of, of FDR was on the first page because FDR was worshipped by Irish Americans. And FDR was worshipped by... A lot of black Americans. FDR was worshipped by a lot of Italian Americans. Uh, a lot of wasps worshipped F- FDR. Uh, FDR was elected four times to the presidency. He was a big fan of Joe Stalin, uh, helped and uh, armed Joe Stalin during the war, but was even a fan of Stalin before the war. Uh, Stalin's responsible for a thing called the Holomador, which happened in the Ukraine. It was the sort of forced collectivized farming of, of small property owners peasants and slightly uh, you know, more affluent, uh, re- relatively poor, as my father likes to call us, landed gentry, uh, people who grow crops and grains and apples and things like that. And really good, I'm, I'm glad to see people picked up on this today as, as number two, sort of a, a, um, a look back at the Holomador, the, the forced, well, not just the planned genocide of so many people in the Ukraine, a place that suffered enormously, they're suffering now. I, I feel for the people over there, although 
I don't believe we should be sending them $40 billion. Uh, that's not our responsibility. I think there's this very wealthy thing called the Eurozone with lots of very wealthy countries that are right on the border there who could do everything that uh, we plan on doing for the Ukraine there. But wealthy countries right right there, they could be handling all this and they could be taking on Russia because that's their neighborhood, not North America. Anyway, moving on, the hall, the, the hall of the door was really a great, this piece was put up by, uh, uh, is that a professor? Is he, I think he's at Pepperdine, I think. Uh, looking back at, at how uh, uh, Baltimore, I'm sorry, Barry Brown, Brownstein at the University of Baltimore, looking back at how ordinary people, and Jordan Peterson talks about this as it relates to the Nazis too, how ordinary people can be maneuvered and propagandized and made to hate others and report on others and round up others and cause uh, induce famines for others. And so Professor Brownstein walks through the whole history of the, of the Holomador, something that if you asked 100 Americans, Eddie, about the Holomador, I, I don't know, three, four might be able to offer something about the, the, the genocidal forced famine of Ukraine back in the day. And of course, Stalin killed a lot of other people outside the Ukraine, so we don't have to you know, get into the details of that. But this piece is really interesting, and it really shows you step by step how this kind of hell on earth really was created here. And what really struck me, and I've you know, read about this many, many times, but I hadn't, I hadn't seen this element of it. And I do think it relates to today you know, maybe not so directly, but it relates to the way that entertainment media, news media, big tech are not allowing views to be told, perspectives to be told, facts to be told. Uh, and I continue to read, uh, while we're on the subject of Dinesh D'Souza, I continue to read Rigged by Molly Hemingway, who takes a look at, uh, she's a very big, big, proud Trump supporter who really looks at the 2020 election and doesn't go into the conspiracy kind of stuff that D'Souza goes into, but looks at more practical things. But one of the things that's very fascinating about her book is the way that search, you know, Google would manipulate search results to sort of steer them toward the left, steer them toward uh, the Democratic Party. There's even a, a Harvard PhD who had his grad students do this analysis to see what big tech was doing to turn people's attention toward things that they wanted. People during the Holodomor in, in Ukraine were starving, and oftentimes they would hang out uh, along the train tracks and beg for food or anything of value to be thrown out of the trains as people were going by. So the Soviet goons, the wonderful people who believed in universal health care and you know free daycare, all that stuff that the liberals will uh, they, that they want us to have, and they'll never have never never have a discouraging word about communism and how it just destroyed so many lives. Uh, their solution, Eddie, to that was to force the drawing of the blinds in the uh, along the train. So basically, you weren't allowed to look out the window as you were going through these, this part of the country where people were dying and starving, and there were, even was reports of cannibalism going on. So it, it, it's interesting. I mean, that's a very extreme example, of course. I'm not saying that's happening in America right now, but one of the ways to shape your narrative is to block any kind of con contrasting stories or perspectives or facts. And uh, it's a great piece. I'm very proud of our, uh, our subscribers for clicking on it, number two. It's a heavy, dense read, and it's a depressing as hell read if you don't know the history of the Holomador. But uh, this was a, a, a time of... of you know, Eastern Europe is a tragic land. So many people have been killed for so many different reasons by so many other people for so long in, in Eastern Europe. My, I'm one quarter Slovak. I'm glad that John and Teresa Muska during the Great War got the hell out of there. I'm very, very glad they came here. But uh, we don't tell these stories. Uh, in Florida, they're going to be telling these stories because now the history of communism is going to be required in the government school curriculum there. And I, I know a lot of conservatives and maybe even some libertarians are, are happy that DeSantis signed that bill. But 
it's easier to keep control over people if you block out alternative stories, anecdotes, facts, analysis, research. Just draw those blinds as you're going through the starving territories so you can't see all the starving people crawling along the train tracks looking for scraps of bread that people threw out previous, previously. So, yeah, I, I mean, we're not at that stage yet, Eddie, but uh, totalitarians love to control the flow of information, and that's the world we live in. We're going to see, I guess, what happens with Twitter, but the problem runs very, very deeply, even to the point where you have the moron in the White House talking about a Department of Homeland Security misinformation council. So um, we are at a point where we are just forgetting what it means to be in a free, civilized society. I never thought I'd say this. I never thought things would be this bad in my lifetime. But that's where we are. And reading the history of this, Eddie, reading about the Holomador and the Khmer Rouge and, and so many other examples, in addition, of course, to the Nazi death camps, which were real and were horrible, uh, I think in, should inform us today about the dangers of trying to control information and suppress information rather than delight and, and be, be happy that we have robust discussion and debate. We used to prize that in this country. We don't anymore. And those of us who are still left fighting for it I fear we're in the minority, but I guess I guess we'll find out because uh, I'm not going to give up. I don't think Eddie Aragon's going to give up. Yeah, certainly not. I, I got to tell you, this is uh, you know good. I want to go back to the beginning of uh, what you were talking about. I didn't want to interrupt because we do that all the time. But Rand Paul, bit of our hero. Um, let's see how he single-handedly stopped everything and you know kind of what was here. I think you probably enjoyed this, Dowd. Uh, if this gift to Ukraine passes. Our total aid to Ukraine will almost equal the entire military budget of Russia. And it's not as if we have that money lying around. We will have to borrow that money from China to send it to Ukraine. The cost of this package we are voting on today is more than the U.S. spent during the first year of the U.S. conflict in Afghanistan. Congress authorized force, and the president sent troops into the conflict. The same cannot be said of Ukraine. This proposal towers over domestic priorities as well. So based upon uh, Donald Trump's, uh, I don't know, tweet, missive, whatever he releases uh, by his pack, uh, he was on board with that. But we have heard nothing, and he has no power, and he isn't getting that information out. He doesn't have a platform, doesn't have anything to actually uh, get any of this stuff out. And this is what we're up against. We're up against this evil. Remember, it was Schumer and Pelosi who shut down Trump back at the end of 2020. 2020. And then, of course, we had, um, you know, on top of that, the uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, which is where we find ourselves with the Supreme Court. This is Schumer last night. The package is ready to go. The vast majority of senators on both sides of the aisle want it. There is now only one thing holding us back. The junior senator from Kentucky is preventing swift passage of Ukraine aid because he wants to add at the last minute his own changes directly into the bill. His change is strongly opposed by many members from both parties. He is not even asking for an amendment. He is simply saying my way or the highway. I think this is something that uh, immediately went through my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, being a senator is actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like if you can shut this type of stuff down and get these types of things you know, taken down, as Rand Paul is, I mean, I'm all for Rand Paul for president. Now he doesn't have the charisma, the personality, uh, nor the carry to do that. But, I mean, that that is really phenomenal for him to be able to stop that and stick a sort of a, a stick in the spokes of uh, Schumer uh, as well as Republicans at the company. And 
you know, he should be regarded and lauded as a hero for doing such a thing. 550, 5500. What else we got, Dad? Well, uh, another uh, popular piece today, and I just I want to stay sort of in the same subject area on, on the issue of foreign policy that was, uh, I, I'm kind of embarrassed. I didn't know this book was out. I'd, I'd like to get a copy because oftentimes the publishers will, will send it to you if you're a writer. You don't even have to pay for it. It's called a review copy. You, you, norm, you normal people out there can't get review copies, but if I can sweet talk a PR rep in lower Manhattan, I, I can get a free book. Uh, it's called the Bin Laden Papers, and uh, I, I think the, the, the problem of threat inflation uh, and of course, 9/11 happened. I don't deny that it happened. But this this book is it, it examines declassified papers that were obtained during the Bin Laden raid uh, in Pakistan. You know, our good ally Pakistan that happened to be, uh, sh you know, shielding Osama bin Laden in a, in a compound right next to their their version of West Point. Our, our good allies in Pakistan, we've given what tens of billions, maybe hundreds of billions of dollars to over the years. And what she does is is look at these papers they were declassified six years later so from from uh and i know some people don't think that bin laden was killed by the seals or whatever uh, let's just leave that aside for now six years later they actually declassified a lot of these papers that were found at the at the compound and it paints a picture of a threat to our country al-qaeda the 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 entourage the group around this charismatic cleric that is not that simply doesn't conform to the insane kind of war on terror, creation of the Department of Homeland Security, create, creation of the TSA with some of the most incompetent, scariest-looking people you'll ever see. When you doesn't exactly inspire confidence when you get on planes, does it, ladies and gentlemen? These are not the brightest. These are not exactly our best and brightest. So for 20 years, it's consumed us. It's it's con this threat that something terrible is going to happen. And there was a poll at the at the 20th uh, anniversary of 9/11, basically saying, what you know, what are the threats? that another 9-11 type mass casualty uh, is, is event is, is going to happen. And it was basically the same amount of people who said immediately after 9-11 that we're going to have another one of these. So year after year would pass, nothing like 9-11 would happen. More and more of the inspector generals and the auditors would figure out that the Department of Homeland Security is an absolute joke. We squandered literally trillions of dollars in Afghanistan for nothing. The women are back in burqas. The girls aren't allowed in schools anymore uh, for nothing and this woman examined the, the the documents that were captured by the seal team that took out bin laden and her words are i think uh, <laughs> rather rather disturbing uh she says that rather than some powerful multinational terroristic force al-qaeda had quote operational imp impotence close quote while bin laden was was hiding uh he was perform, uh, pursuing what she calls alarmingly sophomoric goals and was quote powerless and confined to his compound overseeing and afflicted al-qaeda most of these people were holed up in pakistan there was only a couple hundred of them left most of them had been killed the western world that 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 had been the victim of, of these terroristic attacks had clamped down people were more aware uh there's a wonderful line in there about how many millions of people entered the united states in the 20 years since september 11th either as legal immigrants illegal immigrants tourists millions and millions and millions of people came into our borders over those 20 years none of them pulled off anything like 9-11. This was sort of a sad little band of losers after the initial Afghanistan camp campaign and our brave fighting men and women killed a lot of those jihadis and Taliban uh, back in those early, early days. Remember the famous Tora Bora, uh, uh, the famous Tora Bora where <coughs> event where bin Laden uh, escaped. But what are we going to 20 years from now about the people like Chuck Schumer, Schumer who are elevating 
Putin into some sort of existential threat to, to planet Earth. Uh, what what are we going to look back on with the knowledge that we have 20 years from now uh, that, that will embarrass us in the way that I think those of us who are more rational policy analysts look at what we did in response to 9-11 and see that almost all of it was just expensive, bloody disaster, unnecessary. And I think it's a lesson. You know, you're talking about Al-Qaeda and Putin. They're not exactly uh, hand in glove there. But the larger issue, Eddie, the larger issue of threat inflation and the threat inflation industry, these are people who work in the intelligence agencies, the people who consult for the defense contractors, the people who make weapons. And we don't appear to have learned much from the war on terror. Remember, W is war on terror. We've learned very, very little from that. And I hesitate to say, Eddie, we're going to do it all over again. And in 20 years, we're going to look back at the asinine steps we took in response to Vladimir Putin in a conflict that wasn't our fight. And we're going to see how much it damaged our country, particularly at a time when inflation's out of control and we have so many other problems and we have debt, a terrible debt crisis, and we have through the roof uh, an overdose problems and the kids are mental health problems because of being kept out of school so you may say this is a bit of a stretch but i don't want to live 20 years from now and look back at all the bungling that we're we're, we're bungling now lurching forward in this kind of pseudo war that may lead to a real war with vladimir putin i think the analogy is is pretty strong eddie yeah no doubt no, no doubt about it um you know one of the things that we did not mention in all of that was the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. So we had the Patriot Act, which I think is what you're alluding or referring to correctly. Uh, sure. Which is getting everybody under the guise of, here's what we're going to do. We're all going to TSA. We're putting our hands up. We're getting checked. All this crap is happening. And then 20 years later, taking away our freedoms turned into you not being able to go anywhere, do anything, uh, be anywhere without the permission of the government uh, from your state uh, and local uh, leaders, especially. And then we're graduating beyond that because now things have started to open up uh, you know, as early as February, March last year. Uh, some places never shut down. But right now you see no COVID, COVID-19 vaccine mandates actually taking place any longer. That has been completely and totally eliminated, much like people don't feel like they need to stand in line to go through PSA the way that we once did. And uh, I think it bears repeating that we will find other ways to repeat the very same things that will condition you into choices where you will be limited in those choices and ultimately uh, sort of make, like I started out the show, which is, hey, they're going to groom you to make a different choice than what you're currently making. The Patriot Act is for you to give up your freedom. You know, you're going on the Internet, uh, you're getting on computers, uh, you're willing to go ahead and uh, trade away this to get more security for that. And uh, what, what was that famous saying, of course, uh, Dowd, which is uh, the, the the guy who trades away his uh, security for safety deserves neither. And yep. I think we're sort Franklin. Of that, yeah, so we're sort of at that point, I think, once again. Uh, we're, we're, we're to the point where we are crying and whining and we have conditioned ourselves to, you know, um, be upset about breast milk. <laughs> we had two two deaths and all of a sudden it's like oh we can't do anything without the government this whole thing is like innate in our blood it's innate in our human condition moving forward this is not a good position for us to be in because we've become so dependent upon the signals and the, it, i think back in the patriot act it was like uh you know a, there was defcon during the nuclear age and then later on it turned into like red yellow i think green 
or something along those lines. It was like a color code that we got during uh, Patriot Act. And then uh, there were various uh, you know, signals that went out uh, during COVID, the same thing. I think it's all just conditioning and it's all about limiting your, and we're realizing that the enemy never really wasn't there. In terms of Al Qaeda, you know, uh, that got disposed of when? Back in, uh, what was it, 2011, I suppose? Yep, and yep. If that was even a threat, uh, you know, I, I think that was more about our, I mean, I think about the, the guy that got shot from the Arizona Cardinals, you know, who left. Who do you get shot by? Not by Al Qaeda, not by any Afghanistan. He got shot by his own people. So, you know, we continue to be our own worst enemies. And the more that we restrict it and the more that we're afraid to sort of jump in and, and defend ourselves, I think, on the right enemy and not defend ourselves uh, here locally or against the, you know, ideation that, you know, all these bad things are happening. And they're really not. I think, uh, you know, we ultimately lose that argument every single time. We are, we're fighting an invisible enemy. That invisible enemy happens to be ourselves. And I think that that's probably the, the nexus, the, the, the sort of the core value of that, uh, that, that particular thing that you have. What is it called? The Bin Laden Papers? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That, that's got to be one of the takeaways right in there. Well, and the other thing, it's it's frustrating because I wrote uh, back when a magazine called The American Conservative came out, it was it was uh, published by Pat Buchanan and a couple of other paleocons, and they didn't like the fact that the neocons had really taken over the conservative movement, uh, and I wrote a, a couple of foreign policy pieces for them on just some of the insane things that were being said about you know existential threat and Saddam was going to nuke us all. You know, Saddam didn't have anything any kind of capability that anywhere near what they were talking i mean at some point uh remember when uh powell was talking about the the mobile bio labs where they were going to launch the bio attacks and then the, the the swarm of drones the unmanned vehicles that would be coming across the ocean to attack america that never existed but one of the things that bugs me about this piece about this new book is it and it reminded me of those days taking me back 20 years Cato Institute in particular, and a couple of these folks that I spoke to when I was writing for my, my pieces for Pat, uh, Fawaz Gurgis was really smart, uh, and I believe, I forget that, the, what the name of the, Peter, oh God, what was it, he was a, the last American, uh, the last, last Western journalist to talk to Bin Laden in the late 1990s, he hiked up into the mountains, and I was speaking to him, uh, getting some quotes for him on, oh, wow. on a couple of my pieces. There, there, there were people at the time, uh, who were making these warnings, and of course, National Review comes out with a with a cover story: unpatriotic con conservatives, you know, trying to silence silence conservatives and libertarians on the you know people on the right who are saying, "Hey, we shouldn't be marching off to war with Saddam. We should be focused on this limited Al Qaeda, which we have had a lot of success destroying." And we were we were called unpatriotic conservatives, just as the people during well to this day for two years, people warning about overreacting and. Uh, to the rona just as in the last few weeks and months people warning about hey ukraine is not our fight this could really boomerang on us and when you're ridiculed when you're laughed at when you're when you're deplatformed you can't contribute to that debate as our, our favorite red-haired comedian there i'm for whatever the the current thing is and the normal people who aren't very discriminating in this country the vast majority of people they go along with whatever the current thing is so the eddie Aragons of the world and the d-dowd muskets of the world are marginalized pushed aside not allowed to access to bigger venues and then the debacle happens and people look back 10 20 years later and say well how did we allow ourselves to get into this well maybe if we had a much more robust debate and people were willing to listen to the widest possible spectrum of, of voices 
we wouldn't have had this disaster. So it's frustrating, Eddie, and it you know, but but it also makes me appreciate our listeners and our subscribers more than ever because that's the environment we find ourselves in. We we need their support. Yeah, we do, and uh, you guys got to get your voice heard, and you got to you know push, and you just heard a whole litany of things that even I wasn't aware of. I had no idea that Dad was writing stuff for Buchanan, and you know, there's a distinction that he's making between paleocon and neocon. I think it's important for those of you, and you know, Dowd's really trying to get that out there here this afternoon. The distinction between that and how important that is, and that is the difference in the rift and when it comes to foreign policy. It's why I think, kind of going back to Rand Paul, Chuck Schumer, and Republicans who voted to support Chuck Schumer versus the Republicans that uh, voted against. I think you know, in at least in, in this particular case, you have Rand Paul and uh, Donald Trump on the same side of things, not supporting you know, what's happening in terms of sending $40 billion over there. And, you know, we saw the measure and put it in proportionality and saw how bad it is and how much it costs. And I think we put it all in historical perspective. And this does not work. We do not need to be funding these defense contractors, uh, these wars. We don't need to be defending installed leaders like Vladimir Zelensky. And uh, we need to know exactly you know, how we got embroiled in such a thing rather than this geopolitical propaganda scheme to get the uh, United States embroiled in yet another quagmire of a 20-year war. 550-5500. I think, Dad, we should round up the top five unless there's anything else that's uh, on the uh, cooking floor for you. Uh, uh, we got uh, six minutes, so it's up to you. It's, uh, we're, we're... Uh, no, just a quick quick look at uh, some polling data. I, uh, I put this out earlier this week. Uh, it was from Pro National Right to Life News. A, a stunning 76%, you can't get 76% to agree on anything, saying it's wrong to protest at Supreme Court justices' homes. Uh, and then there's some other polling data that, uh, boy, the American people don't know what the hell the Roe v. Wade decision was. There's so much ignorance on that decision. So we need to do a lot more education moving forward because that decision could come out at... Uh, Anytime. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe Monday. <laughs> are we going to do a top five or we don't need to? Yeah, can I, I can do it quick. Uh, num uh, number one, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, a neighbor of hers, told uh, the protesters harassing Amy Coney Barrett, uh, you should go back home and have families. Uh, that's the greatest quote of the year I found. Wow, uh, I like <laughs> talking that. to fat, purple-haired ladies. Go home and have, have families. Uh, number two. <laughs> she, has seven, she has seven kids, including four adopted. If adopted. Absolutely. Uh, number two, what I just discussed, the whole of Demore, uh, the, the history of communism and all the people it's killed, particularly in the Ukraine and Eastern Europe. Uh, number three, the public comment period for the next Bernalillo County Sheriff interested people. That's coming up. Can we just have a sheriff who's not a nasty little piece of work? Uh, number four, the state will be uh, subsidizing early childhood professionals. What a surprise. And then finally, the latest press release from Martin Heinrich. He's very concerned about American competitiveness. He's working on that in Washington for all of us. There it is. <laughs> forest fires as well, D-Dowd Muskin. Oh, folks, listen to the lyrics of this song. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow at 10 a.m. right here in the Kiva to kick off a full Saturday. And I'll be back at 7 o'clock for our national rap show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Subscribe at rockoftalk.chat. Thanks for tuning in on AM 600 KIV, ABQ.FM. Collect your novel petals for the stem And glow, glow, melt and flow Eviscerate your fragile frame Spill it out and write it Thousand different words
Sure as you have eyes, they got no right. 